the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. KSLR is proud to feature our Church of the Week. Our desire is that you will get to know the pastors and churches in our community and find a church you and your family can call home. Here's the host of our Church of the Week program, Baron Wiley. Hello and thank you for joining us today. My name is Mark Longoria, Director of Ministry Development here at AM630 KSLR. And I'm stepping in for my friend, my good friend Baron Wiley, who happens to be out on vacation with his family. You know, one of the things that I enjoy most about living life this side of heaven is just spending time with my family. So uh, kudos to Baron for just spending some time with his family. That's awesome. Uh, I hope he's having a great time. But I'm here at work uh, enjoying uh, doing what I do, and that is to... uh, uh, continue to minister the Word of God and help out this company that that uh, is a Christian company that loves to help churches uh, to continue to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so this particular program is called Church of the Week, and it is my pleasure every week, as it is for Barron, for us to come together and to uh, highlight a church in and around San Antonio, because our desire is that you would get to know the churches in our community, not only get to know them, but that you would participate and be a member of the local church. You know, in today's uh, today's society, it's just so easy to pick up a, a mobile device and watch a stream or listen to an, uh, something that is a podcast and get your uh, your your daily bread from there per se it's so easy just to turn on the television and do that but there is nothing like actually being inside of a uh, of a church building uh, with the congregation with uh, friends and brothers and sisters in Christ that you can sit next to and have conversations with and pray for and be prayed for and encourage one another there's nothing like having a person that you can call your pastor that you can go to for biblical advice on problems that we have in, in this world mm-hmm. and so this is why we highlight a church every week and this week we have our dear friend pastor Warren Cook a uh, friend of the of the radio station for many years now. He is pastor at Friendship Church located here off of Highway 281 just north of Bitter Road, uh, Bitters Road. And uh, pastor, as always, it's a pleasure to have you here in studio. Oh, thank you, Mark. God bless you. Good morning. Yeah, well, good morning to you. And uh, I'd like the audience to get to know a little bit about you. So why don't we take a few minutes, Boy. or you take a few minutes, just to kind of give us a background of... Uh Warren Cook. Well, I got to say, this is my least favorite thing in the whole world to do. Uh, talk about me. I love the word where it says, uh, "Let another man praise you, not your own mouth, and a stranger, not your own lips." So, I'd rather talk about Jesus, yeah. to be honest with you, and talk about you know the good people in the church, and even just to say thank you to Mark to be here because uh, Mark and I have known each other for several years, and I don't know what you if you've ever seen him, you know, or if you if you know the man, but he's just a good man. He's just a you can see the love of Jesus in his eyes. He's got a kindness about him, a sincerity about him that I really enjoy just getting to be with him. So, so what can I tell you? What do you want to know? Well, uh, thank you first of all for that. Uh, just tell us about your background. Where are you from? Are you originally a San Antonian? Uh, I was uh, born the East Coast, raised on the West Coast. Um, was raised in a non-Christian home. Uh, didn't really believe that Jesus Christ existed. I uh, didn't believe that. Uh, I just thought he was like Paul Bunyan, the Blue Ooh. Ox. You know, I just thought it was just an interesting story. Wow. Never went to church when I was a kid. I went one time when I was eight. A friend in the neighborhood invited me to vacation Bible school. And so I went that week. At the end of the week, 
the, I remember being in church, and I remember the pastor giving an altar call. I didn't know what it was called back then, but he asked us all to bow our heads and pray and to receive Jesus Christ. Mm. And I remember being there, being sitting in that room and being eight years old and thinking to myself, well, God isn't real, and I'm not going to pretend to pray to a God I don't believe in. Wow. So I didn't bow my head and pretend to pray. I just didn't pray. But I went home later on, and I did pray the first and only prayer that I remember praying when I was a kid until I got saved. And I, I laid in bed, and I looked up at the roof, I guess, the ceiling, and I said, God, I don't really believe in you, but if I ever find out you're real, I'll give my whole life to you. Wow. Now, so how old then, were you? I was eight. eight. I was eight. And so then my life went this way and that way, and I had a lot of successes, a lot of fun. You know, I became a singer, and I found out I could sing when I was in high school. I became a professional singer when I was 19 and was having a big time out in L.A. And, and I'd had some, some famous people tell me I'd be famous someday and all that kind of thing. But one day, now I tell people, watch out who you hang out with because it will in- impact your life tremendously for the good or for the bad. And I had a friend, and this was back in the days, you know, Simon and Garfunkel and a lot of these two-man bands that were very, very popular. And I had a friend who had an amazing voice, and he was just a really gifted guitarist. And he and I were good friends, and I hadn't seen him for a year or so. And I called him and said, hey, Jim, uh, I got this idea. Why don't we get together and put an act together? And he said, that's great. Let's do that. And then uh, why don't you come over tonight, and we'll get loaded. Well, I had been a clean-cut, you know, Mm. short hair in the 70s, which was kind of unusual back then, (laughs) but uh, one of these red, white, and blue type, you know, show tunes type guys, uh, Andy Williams, you know, kind of guy. And uh, I went over there that night, and um, for the next two years, I wasn't sober, not one time. Wow. And uh, it wasn't until probably a year and a half into that, one day I was in a quote-unquote party which means by that time I had degraded so bad. Do you really want to hear this? <laughs> I'm sorry, but tell us. Then. Well, okay, but uh, I degraded so bad that um, that uh, my friends, quote unquote, my party was a friend of mine who'd been kicked out of the Marines for drugs, and my brother who had who had uh, dropped out of high school when he was in uh, sophomore. The three of us, and we were sitting there partying, and all of a sudden, out of the blue, this thought came to me: maybe God's real. God is my witness. Mm. Out of the blue, this thought came to me, maybe God's real. And so I was kind of an analytical guy, uh, you know, just logical. And so I pulled out a piece of paper, and I wrote down across the top, maybe God's real, maybe he's not. And so I wrote down, if God isn't real, then, well, the Bible's not true, and there is no heaven, no hell. You know, Jesus is whatever, phony, and the preachers are liars. And these are all things I actually believed. Mm -hmm. And then I wrote down, well, if God is real, well, then I guess there is a heaven, there is a hell. Um... Jesus, all I'd ever heard was he walked on water, you know, one time and turned water to wine. That's all I knew. Mm. I didn't really understand the cross or anything, but I thought, well, I guess then Jesus is real. And then I wrote on the bottom of the page, if God is real, I'm going to hell. And I sat there and stared at that and thought, oh, my gosh, it doesn't matter what I think. My opinion is really irrelevant, and I need to find out. Well, I had no idea how to find out. How does, you know, by then a long-haired drug addict whose only friends are all drug addicts, you know. Mm. And I say drug addict, I wasn't shooting up or that kind of stuff. I was too scared to do that kind of stuff. Mm. But I just was, you know, addicted to the high. Yeah. And so how does a person like that find out? Well, I didn't know. So I thought about it, and I went to – I didn't even know where to find a Bible. I went to a drugstore, and I was and I was embarrassed to ask anybody. You know, imagine mm. going into a store and saying, hey, do you all have any Bibles? And they go, why do you want a Bible, freak? You know, yeah. so I didn't know who to ask. 
I went all over L.A. looking for a Bible for two or three days. I'd stop off at, like, Walmarts, that kind of stuff. and, and uh, Well, not Walmarts, like uh, CVS or Walgreen, that kind of thing. I didn't know where to look. And then it hit me one day. When you were a kid, you went to vacation Bible school. Didn't know what to call it, but I remember you went to church one time, and I think you got a Bible. Well, I didn't know anything about the Bible, but I remember this little green thing with like a naga hide, knobby kind of a mm-hmm. cover to it. And I dug around in a closet, and I found it. It had been in wow. there for, what, 13 years. I was 21 wow. years old when I got saved. It had been in that little toy closet for 13 years, just laying there. And I went and found it, and I carried it for six months, and I read it by myself. I just read it and read it and read it and read it, just read it, trying to understand what it was. And, of course, all my friends, they weren't Christians, so they all had And I would tell my friends. I would go to parties, yeah. and we'd all be loaded. And I'd go, hey, guys, I've been thinking about Jesus and reading the Bible. And they'd go, far out, man. That's cool. And, you know, <laughs> wow, that's great. Uh, anyway, long story short, um, I just kept reading and reading and thinking about it and trying to seek the Lord. And my brother by then had left L.A., gotten saved, gone to Bible school. I didn't know any of this. He came back to L.A. again, and— I saw him. We got to talking. I went to church service with him. Long story short, he led me to Christ. Two weeks later, I left L.A. and went to Dallas to go to Bible school, and I've been going ever since. Wow. So that's my story in a nutshell. What an amazing story. And, you know, it, I can't <laughs> help but think about, about VBS because uh, VBS yes, impacted me when I was a kid. Uh, now, I grew up in church. I grew up in church, but I remember that there was a Baptist church a block away from my house that used to always invite the community every summer without fail. They would invite us to their VBS, and and I would look forward to that. Uh, and uh, aside from that, uh, one of those years when I was nine years old, uh, I was invited to a VBS in Dallas. Now my my aunts live up in Dallas, and so I was invited to go spend you know a few days of summer there and go to their VBS. And I had a very similar experience. It, at that VBS, I accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. Now, I grew up in church, but I made a decision mm-hmm. that day that from right. that day forward, I really wanted to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. So I say that just to draw the importance of, just to, just to notate the importance of something that someone else might say, oh, it's another program. Oh, it's something mm-hmm. else that we got to do to put on the calendar right. for the church. Right. And sometimes we, we don't realize that in these opportunities that we sometimes might just check off as like, well, it's another thing we got to do. There are opportunities for the Holy Spirit to come in and have an impact on someone's life, mm-hmm. and so I just want to encourage. Uh, I just want to encourage folks that are out there doing stuff, doing the work of the ministry, as the Bible instructs mm-hmm. us in Ephesians, to uh, continue to do it. And remember that at any moment, whether you're passing out, uh, I don't know, free water downtown to the homeless, or do you know, conducting a VBS, or participating mm-hmm. in a kids camp, or Amen. the next conference, or the next concert, whatever it is you're doing. It's an opportunity for you to participate in the glorious thing that God is about to do in someone's life. And so you're a living proof, and I'm living proof of that. Yeah, as I was getting ready to come, or just thinking about coming to talk to you about this and talk about the church, my thinking was, you know, there's people will ask me all the time, hey, how's the church going? And honestly, as a pastor, I don't know how to answer that. I know the church is going forward. The church is going up. You know, we we are the body of Christ. We're the family of God. And so as a pastor, I've got a heart for people. Yeah. So you say, well, how's the church going? Well, the budget's good, and the numbers are good, 
but this family over here is hurting. Mm-hmm. And so as a pastor, I'm hurting. You know, yes. that family over there is rejoicing. So as a pastor, I'm rejoicing. Yeah. So if you ask me, how's the church doing? Well, give me 10 minutes and I'll tell you, <laughs> you know, because it changes all the time. Yes, it does. Uh, it's not about bricks and mortars, about people. It's not about programs even. And it's not even about a church. Mm. You know, I mean, I, I feel honored and, and thankful to get to come and talk to you about Friendship Church and, and you know, be asked, you know, to be the Church of the Week or whatever it is. But it's not about us. It's about San Antonio. Every week we try. We don't always because we, we're not that methodical. But most weeks we pray for the other churches by mm-hmm. name. Every mm-hmm. church we can think of, we pray for the churches because we're a body. We're an army. And, yes, we are. You know, maybe it's one little battalion over here or a company over there, but we're not in competition with each other. That's correct. We're, in, we're competing with the devil for the souls of men. Eternal life is what we're, we're working on. Yeah. And I was thinking, in fact, so I was thinking, if I have just one sec, that, uh, you know, if I could talk to the city, the things that are on my heart are not really, you know, what's the next program Friendship Church going to be involved in, or how are our small groups growing, or, you know, how's the worship, whatever. I don't think we're much different than any other church in San Antonio. Mm. Most guys I've met over the years, and I've been in the ministry now for about 35 years, most guys that I've met that are leading churches, they're the best people in the world. They're the hardest working, nicest, most sincere, you know, just honest, humble people you could ever find. And they really take what they do to heart. Mm -hmm. And what they're trying to do on one hand is get as deep as they can in the spirit, because at any time somebody comes to you, you need to have a word for them. Like the word says, be instant in season and out of season. You always want to be ready to have a fresh anointing. Like John says, you all have an anointing. You all have an unction, the King James says. Every one of us, we're the temple of God. The Spirit of God lives in us and flows out of us like you know rivers of living water. Mm. Um, so you always want to be as strong Lord as you can as a Christian leader, but you also want to be just as real and in touch with the people around you as you can. Like, for instance, I told somebody, you know, I've got one person over here and they got cancer, so I'm interceding, interceding, praying, trying to get the mind of God, trying to get hold of the power of God with my friend, you know, believe with them. On the other hand, here's somebody else, and they're running around trying to catch a Pokemon. Right. (laughs) Right? Yeah, right. You got to, like Paul says, I'm trying to be all things to all men. (laughs) And then I think all the time, too, about how Jesus said to be fishers of men. And I've thought about it so many times. I like a good cheeseburger. Mm-hmm. You know, there's different things I like, but that fish may not want a cheeseburger. You know, right. he wants a worm, yeah. you know, <laughs> right. so I can offer him what he wants or offer him what I want. Right. So you say, how's the church going? Well, I've got some guys that are just doing great. They're so strong in the Lord and so full of joy. And I've got other guys, their marriage is hanging on by a thread. Mm. And somebody just found out they've got cancer, you know, somebody yeah. else, they just got laid off. Yeah. And then somebody else, they just got their first house ever. You know, we had somebody this week that had some kind of a, they said it was a congenital disease, Mm. and God flat out healed them Hallelujah! right smack in church Sunday morning. They said they felt it leave their body, Mm. and and they were instantly completely healed. Well, thank God for that. Meanwhile, Mm. somebody else is just laying there in the hospital just getting out. You know, so it's, how's the church doing? Well... Depends on who you're talking to. But the yeah. church, Friendship Church is doing great. But as far as you out there in the city listening, not just me and Mark sitting here, but you sitting out there in the, in the city listening, I just want to say what's on my heart is that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. He really is. There is a God out there. He's real, and he's powerful. And I don't understand it. 
just like they say, you know, I understand. I don't understand how a brown cow, you know, eats green grass and gives white milk and yellow butter. I don't know how that works, but I know that God knows your heart. I know God knows what you're going through, and I know God loves you, and I know He cares about you, and He cares about you enough that He sent Jesus Christ to die for you on the cross. He sent Jesus Christ to reveal Himself to you. You know, the the disciples said, "Lord, man, we can tell you know." God the Father. You know, they're saying this to Jesus in the book of John. We know you know God the Father. Would you please just show us God the Father? And Jesus said, have you been with me so long mm. and you don't know me? Yeah. If you've seen me, you have seen the Father. And so uh, the point is that no matter where you're at, and I say this to my Muslim friends, that the Quran talks about Issa. Well, Issa is Jesus, in case you don't know that. Issa is Jesus. And he's more than just a good man. He's more than just a prophet. He's a son of God, and he loves you. He's never done a thing to you, never would. Hmm. He came for you. He came to, to love you and to save you. And I say to my Jewish friends, too, you know, who were looking for the Messiah, that Jesus is Yeshua HaMashiach. He is the Savior. And if you look at the prophecies in Isaiah and elsewhere, surely he was despised and rejected by men, you know, acquainted with sorrows. But he took our griefs, he took our pains, he took our sins, and and the Bible says, you know, he was despised, rejected by men, but as many as as will receive him, Mm. to them he gave the right to become sons of God. And so I just want to say, whoever you are, or maybe you're like I used to be, maybe you're a flat-out atheist, or maybe you're a real strong agnostic, you just don't know, well, the only way to know is find out. You know, and I used to think that churches were full of hypocrites and goofy people and all that. They're not. I got to tell you that churches are full of the nicest people in the world. And you're going to find, you know, a, a frog <laughs> in sure. the pond, you know, here and there. But by and large, churches are full of the nicest, sweetest, kindest, just most loving, caring people you're going to find anywhere. That's been my experience now for 30 plus years. As a pastor, I've seen the good, I've seen the bad, the ugly, and everything in between. But i got to tell you, if I had a problem, I would go find a good church somewhere. And it doesn't have to be Friendship Church. You know, Lord knows there's hundreds, if not thousands, of wonderful churches in San Antonio full of wonderful people. And uh, if you find one you don't like, well, then go on down the road to the next one. Just keep looking yeah. a little bit. Just be like the, the Goldilocks and the Three Bears, right? She yeah. tried one chair and the other chair and their chair and right. finally <laughs> found one that fit. Just go yeah. find one that fits you. I'd love everybody to come to Friendship Church, but go where the Lord leads you and where it fits you. Yeah, amen. Well, yeah. I can't agree with you more, Pastor, and uh, I want to thank you for those words of encouragement to our listeners. And uh, for those of you that are tuning in today, we want to thank you for uh, being a part of our radio station and um, I do want to invite you to Friendship Church because we are featuring Friendship Church uh, this week. And so uh, you've heard Pastor Warren give you just a little tidbit of uh, some good biblical sound advice. And if you want to hear more, well, we invite you to come out to Friendship Church located uh, right off of Highway 281. If you ever travel Highway 281 between 410 and 1604, then you zip by Friendship Church every time you do. So let's say you're headed north on Highway 281. As soon as you pass Bitters Road, you're going to see Friendship Church to your left-hand side. That's the west side of 281. Uh, mm-hmm. And the address, if you want to take it down, it's 14015 
14015 San Pedro Avenue. Uh, you can call the church for more information or to get directions at 210-254-7876. Again, the number is 254-7876. And, of course, you can always go online to friendship.church. That's the website, www.friendship.church. Pastor, well, we got a few more minutes uh, here before we're, we're off the air, but I want to uh, I want to ask you to tell us a little bit about the culture of Friendship Church. Now, I, I happen to know a little bit about it because I know that uh, you've done several events. You've brought Jerry Savelle. You've brought right. Carmen here recently. You've, you've done other things to help, kind of just yeah. help minister to the body of Christ. Yeah. But not only to the to the church, quote unquote, but also uh-huh. to the community. Right. Like uh, I remember going up the highway here just a few days ago, and you had a, some message up there on your on your digital board about backing the blue and supporting our Absolutely. police department. So tell Absolutely. us a little bit about uh, about why you do the things you do as as the church. Well, okay, it, kind of in general, you know, Jesus said that. We're the light of the world, and we're the salt of the earth. And the the number one command is to love each other. Yeah. And so we're always trying to think about how can we help somebody. And like on a weekly basis, I'm always trying to pray, Lord, how do I reach? You know, I might have one fellow in the church that's a multimillionaire. We also invite the homeless to our church every yeah. week, and we, we go pick them up in a van and then take them out to lunch afterwards. And so I want a message that's going to reach everybody. Mm-hmm. We've got uh, – normally we'll have the teenagers in the service with us on Sunday morning. Then Wednesday night they have their own service. Uh, they hang out together Sunday morning before church, and they come into church together. So I've got to present a message that's going to reach those teenagers, and it's going to reach that businessman too. It's right. going to reach that widow. It's going to reach you know our culture. We're a non-denominational charismatic church. I do believe that the gifts of the Holy Spirit – are available for anybody that will receive them and seek them, because that's what Paul said to do. Mm-hmm. You know, pray for all these gifts. Love is the greatest gift. You know, love is the greatest force and power. But there are times we need supernatural touches from God, and it's available to us. God hasn't pulled the plug on that. So we are a charismatic church. Um, we're, we believe in the power of community, small groups. So we do everything we can to have every kind of small group we can get, anything from a group that exercises together, mm. a group that walks around the church, you know, on Wednesday nights after church is over together, uh, you know, a group that um, we had a group one time that was making quilts together. We have prayer groups that meet. We have groups that go out and witness. We have a group that goes down to the children's uh, home up in uh, near Smithson Valley High School. Mm-hmm. Uh, we go down to the church under the bridge and feed the homeless a couple times a month. Uh, we have a ministry actually on our campus that's called He Cares Ministry, where they reach out primarily to poor women. And the focus originally, and it still largely is, is to uh, women who made the tough decision not to have an abortion. Well, now they have a child, mm. and a lot of them don't have resources. And so we actually provide them resources, you know, whether it's clothing or food wow. or uh, classes on how to raise children, how to manage finances. Uh, we have, I think, uh, Spanish speaking as well. We also have a very strong Spanish ministry at Friendship Church. We're not a big, big church. You know, we always say we've been around long enough to kind of know what we're doing, and we're big enough to have some strength, but we're small enough to try to know every individual as well. Yeah. Um, you know, we try to – in fact, the reason we call ourselves Friendship Church is because um, Jesus said, I call you friends, John fifteen fifteen, And then in Third John, uh, it's only one chapter, but Third John 1, verse 14 – uh, John said, greet the friends by name. 
Mm. Well, the Bible says bear one another's burdens. How can I bear somebody's burden if I just call them, hey, brother so-and-so, hey, yeah. sister so-and-so, how you doing? Great. How you doing? Great. And everybody goes home, and they're bleeding and, sure. and wounded. Yeah. You know, you have to actually get to know each other, and that comes through the small groups. Mm-hmm. And so we, we have that kind of fellowship through serving together. And then, like right now on Wednesday nights, we're doing what we call a dollar dinner. Last night we had uh, Sloppy Joe's uh, fruit, chips, and a drink, tea or water, for a buck. Mm, And yeah, and then you come in, you have a really good Bible study, and then we get into groups of around six to eight people, discuss it around the table. You can feel free to use that idea in your church if you'd like. That's right. (laughs) And uh, and then we have child care, a children's program, and the teen group at the same time. So it's a really good family event. Uh, The service is on Sunday morning. We have wonderful worship. Uh, I feel really privileged. I used to be a professional singer, and uh, quality of music matters a lot to me. Mm-hmm. Not just the quality, of course, but the sincerity and the anointing. But um, So we grabbed all the best musicians and the best singers we can get, and they love each other. They're humble. They're real sincere. Um, wonderful service. At any rate, so that, in a nutshell, that's who we are. Well, I appreciate you sharing uh, the information about the church. And uh, just can you tell me what's your style of teaching? Um, about like what you're hearing right now. Okay. Yeah, about like, we're <laughs> yeah. casual, by yeah. the way. I, yeah. I wore a two- or three-piece suit for about 30 years or so preaching, and one day I went in and asked some of the ladies. I said, hey, guys, what do you think? Should I keep the tie on or take it off? And all the ladies said, take it off. Yeah. So I went back in a few months later and said, hey, what do you think about the jacket? Should I keep it on and take it off? They went, take it off. <laughs> oh, I felt like half naked on the platform. We live you know? in South Texas. <laughs> yeah. But uh, so we dress pretty casual. We dress nice. You know, yeah. we dress casual. And uh, my teaching, preaching style is just about what you're hearing right now. Mm-hmm. I just try to communicate. I'm not, I don't want to be affected. I want to affect people, Amen. you know, with the word. Yeah. All right. Well, very good. Uh, again, <laughs> thank you, Pastor, for being you're here welcome, with us. Mark. It's always a pleasure to have you uh, in our thank studios. You. And uh, the, the uh, services in English and Spanish, what times are those? Uh, 11 o'clock Sunday. 11 and then Sunday. all the youth and all the other activities are Wednesday. At, uh, and we are praying, so pray with us. We're planning to start a, a second service in the fall. Oh, very good. So we'll and see. Spanish is at 11 as well? Uh, well, yeah. Actually, the Spanish get together as a large group on Wednesday nights, mm-hmm. but they're with us in the service on Sundays. Very good. Yeah, we found that almost all the Spanish folks speak English well enough, and yeah. the, I ask them all the time, can you understand me? And they go, oh, yeah, we understand yeah, you. <laughs> yeah. Very good. Well, thanks again, Pastor Warren Cook, for being here with us. We want to ask you to uh, go out and visit Pastor Warren Cook. Give him a call if you'd like to, 254 uh, and, of course, Friendship Church is located right off, right off of Highway 281, just north of the Bitters exit on the left-hand side. Or if you're coming down south, of course, it'll be uh, – if you're heading south on 281, it'll be on your right-hand side. More information online at friendship.church. That's friendship.church. I'm Mark Longoria, Director of Ministry Development. Thank you so much for joining us today on AM630 KSLR. Thank you for joining us today as we featured the AM630 KSLR Church of the Week. We hope that during this past half hour, you got a chance to know the pastor and learn something about their church. We encourage you to get involved in your local community church. If you'd like to nominate your pastor to be featured on an upcoming Church of the Week program, submit your nominations at kslr.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.